Hello everybody, what's up? You're listening to I Was Just Wondering with Tom Salmon, the podcast that dives into music, film and games and everything else in between. My guest on this week's episode is Jimmy Olsen, who wrote, directed and produced his latest short film, Alive, starring Madeleine Martin and Eva Johansson. The film tells the story of Victoria, a disabled woman yearning for intimacy, and her overprotective care assistant, Ida, who reluctantly sets up a Tinder profile for Victoria with troubling results. We jumped into Jimmy's experience of writing a live screenplay in under 90 minutes in an airport lounge, his thoughts and feelings on disability and online dating, and the secret to shooting mundane yet visually inviting locations. So, if you're running, stuck in a traffic jam, or sitting behind a desk at work, I hope you enjoy my interview with Jimmy. Okay, so for people who haven't seen your film and commercial work, who are you and what do you do? I, I'm the type of director who likes to, um, I, like, I like people. I like, you know, the relationship between people. So basically I like, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not the typical, typical super visual uh, kind of director because I focus on the, on the people and the relationships and I tend to add some comedy in everything I do even if it's super dark because um, um, I, I tend to write either funny bits or you know really dark ones and sometimes I combine them because I think everything needs whatever you do everything needs some comedy to it to make it more three-dimensional basically so yeah i'm i'm a i'm a people i'm i'm, I'm a character director uh, rather than a super visual one I, I focus on the on the people right and that directly relates to your latest short film alive so what's that film about and why did you want to make that film well um i wanted to make that that film is about you know the relationship between a carer and, and a disabled person in a wheelchair wheelchair and so i i heard this story i heard actually a podcast uh, last summer um uh, a similar story basically about um this guy i think it was uh, he was putting it he was you know uh, disabled in, in a wheelchair and he wanted to have i think he wanted to book like an escort Right. And uh, and his care was like uh, unsure. Do you think it is a good idea? And and also he he said something about yeah, I, I want to be with the escort alone, but you don't know who it is mm. and what will happen. And 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 I saw the drama when the carer was uh, waiting outside, not knowing what was going to happen. Mm. So I was oh, this is interesting. My I might be able to do something interesting about this. And then you know I added on. Um, the thing, well, I think it's it's a lot about prejudice. It's a lot about prejudice how we as able people see the disabled people. Uh, mm. It's it's about um, we think we know best because we are able and we are here to to basically keep you alive. Uh, not you know it, it, it's. I think some of us able uh, people we don't since we don't see what's happening on the inside um if if the disabled person is having you know fits and 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 really you know mm. the the uh, the uh, the aesthetical part of the disabled person we we judge that and we we think that that's what's happening inside as well if if you can't move can't speak or can't do anything then 
we judge that on the inside as well. So I wanted to do, I wanted to do something about that. Even though if you can't move, you have the same yearns or lusts and passions uh, as everyone else. Um, so a key moment in the film is when Ida, um, Victoria's carer in the movie, sets her up with a Tinder account. And Tinder is a minefield. I mean, hookups, catfishing, zombie and yeah. ghosting. Yet yeah. sex is seemingly easier than ever to come by. So do you think disabled people are living in a time of a new sexual revolution or a more conservatively biased world? Yeah, I think we all all the same. You know, I I, I remember when when Tinder started, like I don't know, ten years ago, and mm. it was a, uh, it was uh, uh, I think like grinder, isn't it? You yeah. want to hook up quickly, uh, and then it it's developed uh, to to be. Well, I think it's a hookup site still, but it, I, I think it, more and more people are. Um, want want to have a relationship and they go for Tinder uh, to you know hook up and find a date quickly and then they get to know the person. But you know uh, I think if you want to hook up, it's it's a it's a quick way of you know oh, all right uh, want to meet up want to have a cup of coffee and then let's go fuck yeah. Mm. Um, so I think it's the same for all. And I was just thinking about that in terms of, because even if you're able-bodied and when it comes to sort of online yeah. dating, there's always this element of hiding oneself. Just about your sort of like personality, maybe past history, but I guess with someone who's disabled, I mean, I guess mm. like physically disabled, it's like they're clearly disabled, um, yeah, but they can present something to someone. And I guess there's that fine line between like, um, if somebody... if I mean, I guess what's an interesting comparison and um, mm. something we'll sort of jump into with you is you do play Victoria's um, shady uh, Tinder date yeah, yeah, <laughs> in I the do, movie. Yeah. And what was interesting is somebody who's able-bodied then having a sexual relationship with somebody who is disabled. Oh, yeah. The, the, I, I think for me, Ida, uh, the character Ida uh, plays the character, mm. I think she she's more, more or less the audience. So mm. she's like, we are her. So so uh, she thinks automatically if, if an able person wants to hook up with a disabled person, he's a creep mm. uh, because he just wants to fuck uh, and perhaps beat her, whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a weird fetish thing going on, I don't mm. know. Uh, so that's a prejudice. Uh, she doesn't know if they have had, you know, uh, a brilliant or very nice heartwarming conversation all night, you know, talking about bits and bobs. But so so she immediately, when she sees the person, okay, it's a white male, uh, he looks shady, and she's a disabled person, helpless. Uh, he, he's he's going to, you know, come over and beat the crap out of her mm. and, and rape her, basically. Yeah. So that's a prejudice. And by all means, fair enough for some people, but, you know, you shouldn't <laughs> judge the book by its cover. And I just want to sort of touch on this. I want to get your thoughts on this because you mentioned in a previous interview, Victoria, that potentially mm. her character was a potential uh, boxer and a disability might stem from a mm. head injury mm. instead of mm. being born with a mental and physical impairment. So mm. you were able to cast an able-bodied actor in that role. But did you yeah. kind of look at actresses with disabilities for the part as well? Yeah, I did. I did, yeah. I worked with certain, uh, well, a couple of disabled um, uh, actors uh, before, but it's it's really difficult, in, in, at least in Stockholm and Sweden, to find disabled persons that do this for a living. That you know, 
uh, where I can, you know, really work with them mm. uh, instead of just casting them because they are just, you know, disabled and yeah. they have issues with the intricacies and, uh, of the character. So I, I chose, I know it's, it's perhaps not the perfect way, but I chose an able person to portray this disabled person because I could work with the back backstory a bit more. I could work mm. with the character a bit more um, in, a, in a more intricate way. So that's why I chose an able person. I mean, have you had any conversations with critics and audiences or um, disabled groups about the portrayal of Victoria's disability? Because it's yeah, very well, complex. Not, yeah, no, no, I haven't. Yeah. I, I have, I've reached out to the disabled uh, community, uh, a couple of organisations. They um, I, I, just just like a couple of days ago. So mm. I haven't had the the storm coming at me yet. Right, and and I was just thinking, did you have many conversations with? Um, Eva about playing Victoria about the physical appearance and her sort of acting yeah. choices the kind of thing you I mean was it yeah. was that written into the script in terms of the disability in terms of how you're writing that dialogue and the character it, it was it wasn't written in that much we we talked a lot about you know the backstory being perhaps she could have been a boxer uh, just to have something for her to work on I didn't want to have any statement against boxing mm. that that could cause brain damage but we talked about two different, um, don't know what it's, it's called in English, but two different uh, uh, brain damages that she that affects her, her, her uh, speech mm. and her the way she moves. And we talked about, uh, and she, she watched a lot of videos and, and interviews with, with people with that same um, disability. Yeah. So, so in terms of research, she did her work. She she did this for I don't know almost two months. So that's it's not you know super much, but it's mm. it's enough for two days of shooting, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did. Yeah, we had we had a lot of conversations about that, and and I wanted to because I'm 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 usually quite open for for if 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 you come with an idea and i think it's good why not use it because yeah. i i don't have the best ideas all the time i just gather everything and then and then you know put it in a in a, in a pot and we mix it up and hopefully something good comes out of it um so she had a, because she was interested in the part she was interested in the character the character and she did her research and i was like no yeah bring it on bring it on that you know that could work that that sounds nice mm. and why not if it if it fits your uh, way of, of interpreting this character why not you know we have no it, it's not nothing is set in stone so that that was a good part of the conversation when we, we worked on the script and rehearsed the script with madeline as well and what's interesting about their um, relationship, I think, is not just the sexual aspect of a disabled person wanting mm. to have sex, is the actual relationship between, like, carer and patient and how mm. they form a very sort of tender sort of friendship which goes beyond their sort of professional, yeah. um, I, I guess, like, interactions. And yeah. there's a scene in the restaurant with um, Bjorn and Ida and he, she's yeah. talking about the fact that potentially Victoria's going to hook up with this guy and Bjorn yeah. takes a very logical approached it it goes like well she's a grown woman as and yeah. she's sort of capable of making her own decisions but the other side the more emotional side is like oh potentially what could kind of befall if this person isn't who they say they are one thing i thought of when when she uh, in the beginning of, of the film when when mm-hmm. they are forming this this bonding relationship it's it's also for me a part of that she feels sorry for her so um, I, in, in, in the first draft, that she, um, Madeline's character, Ida, was supposed to 
be you know uh, a lot more distant and and uh, a lot colder to, right. uh, towards her and, and and stuff but then when we when we when we put everything together and and it was you know it's a super short story and 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 we have these solutions we we didn't have time that but that Perhaps that's a, a, a future feature. I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's almost like the, the French film, The Untouchables, mm. isn't it called? I think I think you know. For me, uh, Ida, the character Ida, I think she's a bit more worried about herself. You know, right. uh, what could happen in in a way. And we want mm. to, uh, as an audience, believe that. Um, if what happens? What happens to me if something happens to her? You know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one way of looking at it. Um, so in the scene, in the restaurant scene, she's looking for some support, doesn't get it, doesn't right. get what she wanted, uh, because he's not really interested. And he's, yeah, like you say, he's just a logical, this is the logic of it. And mm. she's like, uh, and she tries yet again, <laughs> uh, but she doesn't get any response. So I think she's, she's a bit more worried about herself. What's interesting between the conversation between Ida while they're watching TV is Victoria asks about Ida about the first time that she had sex with Bjorn. I thought, um, so they've known each other some time and it's a, it's an unusual question. It shows, it shows the humour of, of Victoria yeah. as well, that she's willing to open the Pandora's box, basically, uh, and she's willing to explore. And she, she, she starts that question just to you know because she's already you know, hooked up with this shady guy so she just wants right. to check with with the carers so so that's why she she's smart you know she opens with a joke right uh, just because she thought that well yeah i know i have you on my hook now i i can tell you about my day and okay. then when she oh no no that's not a good idea and then she gets more and more frustrated and when she gets more and more frustrated she's got more issue trouble to speak mm. um that's that's one of the things we talked about when she's you know right. calm and happy and and then she's got a lot easier to speak and when she gets this you know uh track uh, or when it got frictionless and when 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 she's getting frustrated then then she's having a lot more issues to to talk and that you know that's an evil circle i guess mm. um so yeah she uses she uses humor to open up to try to open up and and, and lure her in the in the trap Right. Because she's already said from from the beginning that I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, you you talked with this guy all night, but I, you should meet with me first, and then she doesn't she 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 doesn't care about that, and she goes ahead anyway. It feels slightly more taboo if a disabled person sits there and says that you want to have sex, but then inherently they are a sort of like sexual being, and they should be able to um, express themselves mm. uh, sexually. Like sex or desire or lust shouldn't be as we sort of spoke about before, shouldn't be the preserve of just able bodied. People um, and what I just kind of wondered a little bit in terms of the choice. I Me, mean, you spoke about it briefly before, of mm. like not showing Victoria having sex. Was that clearly like an artistic choice, or was that one related to the film's certification? Yeah, we talked about it, but then then again, I uh, ha had a conversation with with uh, Eva, and she was a bit, a bit shy. But uh, then we just scrapped it because we wanted to have the tension of what we're, uh, and being with with the. With um, Ida outside, uh, and just have the tension that we don't know what's going on up there, uh, mm. you know. So it was just a tension builder. We we uh, so we had a brief conversation, 
Uh, yeah, let's see how it starts. Oh, that's like looks nice. And then we cut outside, mm. and then we don't see it. But it was it was just a a decision we took that let's just build it up in the the audience mind yeah. instead. It, it's it's I think it's better all in all. And I just wonder in terms of like if you're taking your short film out to the film festival mm. circuit. Mm. Um, I guess it's one of those things that you do if you're going for like a more sort of explicit sort of like sex scene and then push those boundaries I mean that's not essentially what the film's about but how just receptive I guess like audiences are um, to seeing disabled people used in that but uh, seeing yeah, that particular, yeah, particular yeah. context uh, yeah I think you're right in a way you know it's, it's you know um, it, it, this film was was to premiere at Cleveland yeah mm. <laughs> but then the COVID-19 arrived hello uh, so everything is, you know, on on hiatus for I don't know a couple of months. Uh, so I, I really don't know uh, what the festivals are going to say, but mm. I've had I've had some rejections already, mm. and I think you know I I, I think this film could uh, ha- have some issues perhaps because it's well it's it's like you say it's, it's about a disabled and, and the poster gives away it's it's a if if you haven't seen the poster it's, it's basically a, a a a disabled person like like this disabled person sign and she's yeah. giving a blow job to this i don't know guy or woman i don't know it's it's not it's not very um, clear and mm. it's a it's a like a forbidden crossover it uh, so, so that's quite. I wanted to have a quite a provocative poster yeah. of it to to attack uh, attract attention, and so. Uh, but um, if <laughs> I, I do, as, because I think it's a good film, so I think it, it deserves you know the attention, even if it's oh disabled people and sex or oh, whatever. Um, it's it well, it's it's basically it's an art house film and mm. it should work at film festivals um and i hope it works because uh, i think normal quote unquote normal able people should um see this to try to understand uh, or or you know grasp grasp a little bit or perhaps what it's like to to uh, be inside of of a disabled person's mind, you know, mm. uh, and try to understand that, you know, we are exactly the same as you guys. It's just that we can't fucking walk or, or talk properly because of uh, uh, disability or, or, yeah. or sickness or disease, whatever. Uh, so even if it's, you know, unusual, I think it's it's very important uh, mm. for 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 us to see this. But to, what to just sort of jump in quickly in terms of the uh, the editing sort of like process mm. with your yeah. um, with your editor. Um, so when you originally sort of had the sort of rough cut of the film together, like how long was it? Uh, the first cut was twenty nine. The, this the actual script is just fifteen pages. Right, uh, and and I I. So th- this short story when 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 I wrote it was I was in an in an airport coming back from Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was this do you remember in the film festivals. I was I was in Munich waiting for my flight back home to Stockholm, and I ha- you know thought of this idea uh, from the podcast, and yeah. I just quickly I needed to write it down. So I wrote the first draft in like you know ninety minutes. <laughs> I was like, what what the fuck? You know, fifteen fifteen pages of you know. This looks a bit solid. Yeah, I think it's solid. Yeah. So uh, I emailed it to my wife. She's a DP, and just you know asked her opinion. And she was like, "Yeah, I don't know. It's got something." Mm. And because I was unsure myself, but because it's you know 
this was too. I wrote it too quickly. I think right. um, it can't be. It can't be good if I just wrote that that quick. And then I emailed it to the producer, and he was like, "Yeah, because he is not his." On paper, it's not his genre uh, from the mm. get-go, but he was like, "Yeah, I think this is interesting. I think we should try to start a pre-production and see how it goes and work with a script." So, so we had we had 15 pages, and I was like, "Yeah, so this is a 15-minute film." I I didn't think that. Yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna use a disabled person or a neighbor person, and she's gonna have to speak slowly. Hmm. So yeah. So <laughs> when we got all the material and got got back to the editing, I I knew already. Now this is never going to be 15. Yeah. Because you know the one of the last scenes, the first take we did, there was nine minutes long just to that scene. Mm. It was like fuck. Um, uh, never mind. It, it's better to have like a good film than a 15 minute random film. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So the first the first cut was 29, and we thought, well, well, let's try to 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 push it down a bit. And then it was 27. Then then we did this rapid uh, and, and and rash decision that we well let's take that scene away because it tells almost the same thing. Okay, okay. And then we was we were down to 23. And then I thought, no, it's no point to going under under 23. I'll, I'll try to go under 20. So because I wanted the, the, this pace, I wanted because we we had uh, done this decision with the DP that I wanted to shoot it like, quote unquote, boring, because it's, mm. you know, it's, I'm, I'm very inspired by the Dardenne brothers from Belgium. Right. Uh, you know, natural lighting, quite long scenes, and just focus on, on the people in it. And just, we don't need to cut up the action, because let's just wait for them. Um, because as I said from the beginning, I, I like I like people. I, I like their reactions. I like to see their faces. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's it's quite a slow paced film. It's not you know it's not it's not Tarkovsky slow, but it's still you know mm. it's social realism in my mind, and I you know I like that. In terms of the camera moves, because I noticed there is a lot of there is like the camera moves like a lot, and you don't use many sort of locked off shots. Because you were shooting in such a sort of small period of time, did you work mm. out those movements before, or was it a case of you got to set, you do like a walkthrough, and then you'd kind of like have an idea of how the, it would sort of flow together? Yeah, we yeah we did a quick blocking uh, on every every scene and every because we were a super tiny team. I think we were like I don't know eight to ten people, mm. uh, and and in a small apartment. So we had talked about it because we'd done the recce. We we knew the the apartment and the size of it and. We needed to find new angles to have something different because they're watching telly and they're watching mm. telly and you know, <laughs> uh, and so yeah, we did a since we we covered a lot of the scenes and you know quite few shots. The, the scene mm. where they prepare for the photo of the Tinder profile that's basically one shot and then yeah two shots. Um, so we wanted to have few shots and so the blocking was quite easy it's just finding the right interesting angle so it's yeah. it's still interesting visually enough uh, to make it work in terms of the locations that you picked in terms of the swimming pool scene victoria's mm. apartment they all feel very lived in in real and you picked some really great um, mm. locations but sort of getting yeah. to my question was yeah. that what's your sort of like tips to shooting in a room and where to sort of like place the camera to make it look sort of visually inviting that's a good question. Uh, for the swimming pool, uh, let's say that that's the first shot of the film, basically. So uh, we wanted to have it, it. It needs to be a shot that tells you a lot, that gives you a lot of information. So uh, 
that sort of shot is basically uh, this uh, this elevate this lift thingy for disabled people to be put down in the water, um, uh, and we see her be being brought down in the water, and we see her carer. She's she's running the machine, mm-hmm. and then we we see uh, this extra guy uh, jumping in the pool, looking at them. So I think to to find we you need to find a good place that okay. So this is set up. What what do we want to tell about this location and what's what's happening in it? It can't just be around. Oh, that's a nice bush. Yeah, but does yeah. it tell you anything? No, not really. But it's not. No, that's not good enough. It, the, the the location needs to tell you something. So we we wanted to have a place that's okay. So the swimming pool is a public place. Yeah. So a lot mm. of people could be watching it. It could be embarrassing for for Victoria to be outside and having this much help and can't do anything. So and same thing in a park. You're you're open and people for people to 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 watch you. Uh, so that's why we chose the opening. Uh, locations to be public and mm. and uh, not you know contained, um, but then again when we are inside in the apartment and uh, then then you are a bit more uh, protected. That's mm. your not, no one can really see you in there, so the, that, that there's your chance to to act out and what what you feel is coming out in in the way you want it. So 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 a tip could be like what what's the location giving you yeah. in, in terms of the story and i just want to jump a little bit into the aspect ratio as well because that's a very important part of how you mm. present your film you chose 16 by 9 was there a particular reason why you chose that particular aspect ratio yes uh i i i think uh i think 69 like a full frame is is an honest way of telling a story you, you don't have to put um so some people they choose two two by three five two thirty five um, like the more cinematic uh, choice. Um, I don't I don't want to put anything uh, to to um, enhance the story. So oh yeah, this is very vicious. This is very oh this is a film film. No, and I, I want to have the, a straight story. And a straight story for me is. Uh, this story is 16 by 9. It's a full frame. Everything we don't hide anything. We don't present anything extra. Right. In my last film, I did. I, I shot four by three because I was really interested in, and in, you know that that film, Son of Saul, right. the Hungarian film. Because yeah. I, I wanted to follow one character and just have the focus on her all the time, and everything else around her, we need to make up on our own. Um, so that's why I chose four by three. And and at the time, four by three was quite, you know. Uh, popular <laughs> right. uh, again, which is nice. I think it's nice when you can, you know, change your aspect ratio by, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's nice to look at and it's it's an old format. Why not, mm. you know, give it a boost? Um, but 16 by 9 full frame is my, you know, preferred choice in almost everything I do. I don't I don't want to have any borders or, or letterboxes or because right. it it's it's you know it mess it messes things up. In terms of the cameras you shot on, did you shoot digitally or did you shoot on film? Because I noticed in terms of the sort of grading stuff, it has a lot more of a sort of film effect to my eye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's digital. It's uh, Ari Alexa. Uh, it's, you know, and we we could we we uh, we add some we added some uh, grain to it not a lot but a little bit uh, and you know nowadays we can make everything look like film. It, I I. I it's been a, it's been a couple of years since I shot on film. Right. It's it's quite difficult nowadays because we only have one lab and and it takes a little bit more time. So in this case, uh, the DP had his own his own camera and why not? 
it's a good camera. Uh, it gives you, you know, a, a good good amount a good amount of material, and mm. it looks good. So. And I guess like the flexibility deck, it's quite small, so I guess you can do the sort of handheld sort of stuff. Um, exactly, well, and and when when you're shooting long scenes like the the, the last scene in the films, like that's one roll, <laughs> that's one right. roll. If we shoot in one take, ah. So in that case, shooting long scenes are uh, then then it's good to use uh, the digital uh, version. Um, so looking back on the last day of post-production when everything was sort of locked off and finished, can you remember what you were thinking and feeling at that time? Yeah, that yeah, I that that's interesting because you know, normally I'm I'm a bit like I don't know I, I'm, I shouldn't say nervous, but uh, normally it's like yeah okay, so I hope this works. But this time I felt this is fucking good, man. This is good. I had you know I got the chills, I got the tears, I got the laugh. Uh, me myself shouldn't have because all the other people haven't seen it yet, of course. But every time I see this now. I get the yeah. same feeling, you know, in the, in the end scenes, like I'm laughing, I'm crying a little bit. And, mm. you know, uh, so I'm very, very happy about it. And also we, we in, in the offline, we had used um, the end music was by uh, Max Richter, um, the, the acclaimed composer. Mm. Uh, and and uh, just like for reference, I know I, I, I tried to get the, the rights for it and didn't. Yeah didn't have time to well it's it's a money thing isn't it yeah, but yeah. then i i contacted um uh, peter gregson who's also a very acclaimed cellist composer and uh, he knows max and he he um he offered to to write the, the end piece for it and i was like yeah why not that that's brilliant because i think that the the end the end line and the end looks at the reactions and then and mm. then the music starts that's oof, it, i get the chills by just talking about it i i uh, i really like that what was the biggest sort of creative choice that you got wrong and in terms of how did you fix that when making this film hmm i i well I, actually, I, did, I didn't get anything wrong in this. <laughs> that, okay. That's one of you know. That's yeah, why yeah. I'm, I'm I'm quite proud of it because I, yeah. I for for almost the first time, uh, you know, since started making films 15 years ago, I I, I was very confident in every decision I've, right. I've taken that I've I took the right the right decision every mm -hmm. single time, and with the help of the great actors. Uh, we we didn't mess up, you know. It was two long days and yeah. and a 23 minute film. That's you know that's unheard of. Mm. Uh, but and the planning was good. Every and and it, it was so good with the crew uh, and the locations. And since we rehearsed the story, they knew their character knew what to say and how to say it. Right. So it, I I think you know the, the, we didn't mess up at all, and we didn't have to. The only thing, the only thing from the original draft was that we, the way I wrote it, there's a scene where we see Victoria all alone in her apartment, and we see Ida and her boyfriend basically having having sex very subtly. Yeah. Um, so we 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 cross edited that in, in the script. It's not written like that, like oh, okay. we, parallel uh, editing. So that's the only thing we changed, just to heighten the contrast of mm. being free and able to do whatever you want, and then you know, going back to her being alone and being treated like uh, a piece of you know, she she she's mm. uh, she's got this un, uh, other care taking care of uh, of her during the nighttime, and he's just doing his job, you know, cleaning her. 
but he's not he's not he's not really cleaning her in a gentle way he's 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 read his instruction yeah clean her by night it's it's just just like she's this inanimate thing mm. um so that that's the only thing that we we uh changed from from how it was written and and how we edited it so I just wanted to sort of jump into you a little bit. What's your sort of dream project at the moment if money and time wasn't an issue? I have a dream project that I'm currently working on. It's it's uh, it's a feature that I hope to shoot this autumn and it's based on on the the last short film called Second Class. Mm-hmm. So it's so I'm I'm working on that making a feature out of it. So because yeah, my dream project um is to make I, I came up with this uh, this expression. So art house Disney, yeah, right. or Disney art house. So I, uh, I I like to tell stories that perhaps could be. It's not it's not a blockbuster story. It's it's normal stories like the the Darden brothers again. They they are telling stories that are really um, important and mm. and it's 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 based on how the world. Um, so. Um, it's based on people having issues, basically. Yeah. So, uh, and I, 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 I want to tell those stories. Stories. It could be, you know, super small stories, but it's super important for those characters. I want. So I'm not. I'm not super inter- inter- interested in, in making like big fuck all movies. Right. It's, it's. It's. I want to make smaller movies, but they could be be big in in the general feeling of it. Uh, so that the story I'm working on now, it's. Well, it's 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 a dream project for me because I think it's important. So we're talking about racism. We're yeah. talking about um, because it's it's about short. It's about um, this uh, POC person. She works as a, a teacher and um, and she gets attacked by neo-Nazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets really really hurt. And when she comes back to school, she finds out that one of her students is the son of that Nazi. Right. Uh, and so and that 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 boy, he's got. Uh, he's got the ability to sing very nicely mm. and she's a former singer and so the bonding between them is is by singing and and uh, making up a song together so she wants to stop she wants to save him from becoming too influenced by his father because right. even though she would like him to well you should grow up with your father because she he doesn't have a mother uh, and even though he's fucked on with his views mm. um, I'm trying to give you some protection from the the influence he's yeah. well he's talking about hate and racism i mean i read in previous interviews about sort of second class that it was sort of based somewhat on you growing up in uh, yeah. sweden and being around people with those particular yeah. views exactly. i mean as you sort of progress in sort of adulthood and, and like now as a sort of like filmmaker and if you do sort of like go home i mean how have you seen where you actually come from i mean has there been more of an explosion of sort of popularism where you come from has it become much worse yeah. than it was well, I think you know it's much worse than it was, but in a different way. Now, now people are wearing suits mm. instead of you know being you know the the skinheads uh, of you know the the bomber jackets and then the boots and the shaven heads and uh, it's 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 more dangerous now politically. Right. Uh, <laughs> Twenty years ago, you could see them. Oh, there they are, bastards! But the the one of the aspects on where where I came from and where uh, what I want to do uh, as a filmmaker is, I want I want to learn how to be a better person. So I yeah. I, I want to tell stories that you know, um, is comes from me. So. Mm. 
I, I, I was brought up in, in the south of Sweden. We had a lot of issues with racism, yeah? Um, and I was, you know, in between everything. I was, you know, I was a um, football support, support uh, oh, yeah. and I, I was hanging out with hooligans. And in, in the hooligan gangs, there were, of course, they're racists. Mm. And then I was hanging out with the immigrants who came from former Yugoslavia and because they were the cool kids and they smoked and stuff. They, they had all the chicks. Yeah, I want to be with them as well. And I, yeah. I, I was with the skater boys. Uh, because they were, they there was. A, I don't give a fuck. Okay, so three different groups. Uh, where am I in this? Mm. Uh, uh, so, it's for me as a filmmaker. I I want to, I want to try to explain who, who I am. Right. I uh, and that's what that's that's why some of my films are a bit therapeutical uh, okay. from for me. Um, and just one final question, just to wrap up with you. What's the one sort of TV show, film and game that you're most looking forward to in 2020, if there's any coming out this year? Uh, the only thing that comes to mind, uh, that's 2019, but I can talk about 2019. So uh, uh, one incredible film that came out uh, late last year was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Right. Uh, that, that for me is like a, a pure masterpiece in, in every frame. Um, so 2020, haven't seen that many films yet in 2020. <laughs> uh, but but you know the funny thing is I'm I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to to Top Gun 2. Oh me too, me too. I'm I'm, I'm the same 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 way on that one. It's it's you know uh, because I I remember when I was when I was a kid, my brother he watched Top Gun mm. every day coming back from school. He watched it every day. Wow. I was like, well, that, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, he just likes to watch it. Yeah. And I, yeah, I watched it you know, several times as well. It's, 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 it's a film. It's a mm. film, yeah? So yeah, it's yeah. an entertaining film. Uh, but when they, and now like 30 years later, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just a nostalgic thing, I think. You know, oh, it's going to be crap, but I want to see it. Uh, I think, um, so, yeah. It was the thing where I want to see it most, not so the story, it's just like the technical aerial photography because it's just going to be like the most yeah. insane aerial photography you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, I saw this behind the scenes things that they, they had like a small, small IMAX camera inside mm. a cockpit. And they are flying for real because Tom Cruise wanted to uh, to have the the G force because we see the G force in the faces and you can't really act that. So yeah, let's fly for real. So, wow! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite impressive. So there you have it. I had a great time chatting with Jimmy, and you can find out more about Alive at www.regissa.com. Just hit the link in the description box below. And don't forget to check out more great content on arubla.com. From film reviews, video game hot takes and top 10 videos. And why not sign up and become a member and share your passion for all things entertainment on arubla.com today. And you can like and subscribe to I Was Just Wondering with Tom Salmon on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and YouTube. Maybe leave a comment or review if you like. And you can support the podcast on Subscribestar at www.subscribestar.com forward slash I was just wondering with Tom Salmon right now. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Tom and I'll catch up with you next episode.